Okay. Here we go. Let the memories begin. So <laughs> together as one. <laughs> that was good. Oh my gosh, that was good. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Beyond the Mouse Podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and the Front Row Network. I'm Brett, your host for today, and I'm here with our intrepid Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser travelers, the Halcyon Five. Hey, gang, how are you? Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. cool. Great. Well, let's see. Well, so our journey began last fall after I kept passing the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser campus. So I'm going to introduce us all kind of in the way that we came together to become the Halcyon Five. How's that sound? So it started with Alexa. So I kept passing, you know, the campus and I'm like, going, I've had it. I have to. So and you might have heard this story before, but I texted Alexa. So, Alexa, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Brett. Glad to be here again. Yes, Excited we're... to uh, see everybody since our departure um, into outer space uh, ended a month ago or two yeah. months ago. Month ago. It was yep. a month ago. It's <laughs> like, yeah, time, yeah, time travel and all that. It sort of does. <laughs> there are residual effects after that. Yeah. Okay. So actually, I did my first text to Alexa during Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. And who else was there? Brittany. And so when we did our podcast about the 50th anniversary, I held her after the podcast just a little bit to to ask her if she would be interested in uh, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So here we have Brittany. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, I'm the type of person that if you ask me about going on an adventure, it's an immediate yes before I've even heard all the details. <laughs> I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's figure it out later. And uh, so, yeah, I was an instant yes. And I knew exactly who I'd want to invite to help fill out our five. Yes. And that was Beck. Hello, Beck. Hello. And then Tyler. Hi. Hi. Well, here we are. The, our intrepid travelers, here we go. So the Halcyon Star Cruiser is the jewel of the Chandrila Starline. On board the 100 cabin Corellian MPO 1400 model Star Cruiser, you'll voyage to the far reaches of the galaxy. And how do we know this? Because we journeyed to that very galaxy far, far away, and we're here to tell you about it. Isn't that right, gang? Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. Actually, our cruise began, it wasn't really a bumpy, but there was there was kind of a boarding parts one and two. And, and I don't know um, uh, if we want to go in that just a little bit, just it was kind of a special situation. So Brittany, can you tell us just a little bit about that? There yeah. were sort of some special situations. Yeah, so... Um you know, part of our group, um, Beck and I ended up kind of doing our own special quest in Florida before we departed on the Star Cruise. And um, due to just some uh, uh, sort of medical situation, and um, first of all, Disney handled everything beautifully. So we had excellent care from the moment we left the, the Polynesian, um, all the way up until we ended up kind of with a late board of the Star Cruiser. So by the time we got to the Star Cruiser, everyone had already processed through boarding. The activities were already well underway. I believe it was around five o'clock when we got on and most people were boarding around 1 p.m. So 
what was nice was we missed out on all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> and nice. Yeah. They they were waiting for us. We had excellent communication with Disney the entire time and leading up to our arrival. They were waiting for us. They had our magic bands ready. They welcomed us. We kind of felt a little VIP if you ask Please, me. Sir, yeah. <laughs> and so we got to to head on in and go right to the room and check that out and kind of get our bearings and um, get ready for the day. What was interesting is we had already dressed in our Star Cruiser attire. Mm -hmm. And so we made our epic quest through Central Florida in our Star Cruiser attire. And strangely, we were not the weirdest thing we saw that day. (laughs) (laughs) This was on, you know, quite a few Uber quests, we shall call it. um, And utilization of some of the medical services. So our boarding situation, yeah, we we kind of had our own little quest and, and were wow. able to get on and, and instantly welcomed and they kind of oriented us to what we needed to start doing to oh, feel good. like we were instantly part of the experience. Good, good. Well, so we have boarding part one. Now, this was Alexa and Tyler and me. And well, when we were at the, okay, so we were at the Polynesian. We were all dressed, and I will, I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell this little story. So, so we were dressed. We saw another group of people that looked like a family that they were all dressed, and and so this guy comes up to us and he says, "So, are you going on the Star Cruiser?" And well, how did they know? Yes, we said yes, and he said, "Who are we?" And well, I introduced myself as Milan Organa. I was ready. I was ready to start it. I'm like, so I'm Milan Organa, and we went around and we introduced ourselves, and then we asked, "Well, who are?" you and he said i'm bob from ohio so <laughs> which was too funny so yeah so tyler but, wanted to... but he was in costume oh yes he was in he costume was. yes the rest he... of his family kind of <laughs> but he yeah. was like you could tell this was this was dad's idea to do this <laughs> the best part of that though was his real name was like mike so yeah. he went from mike to bob yes. was, yeah mike from michigan <laughs> but it, he was he a was lot of fun his whole bob family from ohio. yeah, yeah. So and we got to see them a couple of times throughout the cruise. I was going to yeah. say, you're, you're, if you're going to run into the same people a lot over these two days, because yeah. it's it only holds it's only 100 rooms. It's uh, it's a small high school. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and Brent, if you don't mind me saying, um, sure. prior to the split of our groups into boarding groups one and two. Uh, Brett and I had a fun in costume excursion <laughs> from the Polynesian over to the Grand Floridian to look for the massage chairs. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got to, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so we rode the monorail. So our, our quest started with the monorail to the Grand Floridian. And then we, we walked through looking for the game room. So we're passing everybody either on their way to their pool or to breakfast. And we enjoyed some time getting a wonderful massage, like a 25 minute massage, I think. Mm-hmm. in the arcade while all these kids were playing and then we had to be silly and take advantage of our costuming to do some photo opportunities yes. yeah, with the fun. elevators and we, yes, we had our ce- you know, we had our celebrity moments it was fun I, I honestly that was kind of like just the beginning of the experience and I was like going I like this this is fun <laughs> so yeah standing out just a little bit there so that was fun but yeah so since we have our boarding parts one and two um so let's see for part one we eventually that's a long story too isn't that right yeah that was a long story we did get to the halcyon 
And so, so Alexa, what was that experience like for you? So it took us a while to get there. We, Disney is providing, or at least at the time that we were boarding, um, they were providing transportation uh, or cab vouchers really from the hotel. If you were staying at a Disney hotel to the star cruiser and we had a bit of a snafu both on the way there and the way back. So (laughs) by the time we got there, we were just ready to be in and see what was going on. Once we got there, you could really tell that the best of the best uh, were stationed at the Star Cruiser Hotel. The the service level was incredible. Everybody seemed there was a general aura of excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have to wait too long in a line. No, we got there probably was... like an hour and a half after um, they had opened up boarding for our group. So it went very smoothly. And yeah, just, uh, you know, I still vividly can remember getting on that transport and uh and then getting off into the uh star cruiser and it was just yeah it was fantastic it lived up to everything that i was getting getting our m bands the uh other disney nomenclature would be the magic band but hey we're chandrala travelers now so we have m bands where there's these white bands that we were given right at the beginning they were checking us all in and all of that so that was just great so so tyler so we see the sign that says Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. What was your experience like? You know, what did you think? What were you well, thinking when you were going? You know, it was, um, you know, as we were, as we were driving up, as, as Alexa said, in our Uber, <laughs> because we had to take it yes. instead of our taxi. Um, you know, as we were pulling up, um, you know, you, you come around the corner and then we were in line. There was, you know, a few cars ahead of us. We were waiting. But the fun thing was you could tell in, uh, We'd already seen that this was probably the case, but it was great to see it in person. There's a guy in an X-wing pilot, yeah. X-wing pilot outfit. There's yeah. another guy in um, full dress. It was like everybody was showing up in mm-hmm. costume. Awesome. So it's, it was you had your your cast members who were ready, you know, scurrying around, taking care of everybody, um, but they were really quick about getting getting your luggage off, getting you in, and just let you start the experience and not worry about your other stuff. You know, luggage right. comes to your room, so that's great. Um, yeah, you see that big sign that you know we had seen photos people taking pictures of in front of before, and um, yeah, that was that was so it was really exciting when you come around the corner. You're like, okay, now it's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that you know went through security so easily. I had a pin on that I was so concerned that I'm going to have to take it off and put it back on. Oh, but nope. It was it was just like the security when you go through the security into the um, other parts of the park. So it's just you just walk through that little detector sort of thing. And then we wait in the line. Uh, we take the transport. And so when we walked into the atrium, we'll kind of go to the Halcyon 3 right now. It's kind of the Halcyon 3 and the Halcyon 2. And eventually we all become the Halcyon 5 again. And so for the Halcyon 3, so um, after we have our introduction on the video of what is a what is a show situation and what is a real life emergency so we knew about that and then we went to the transport so so tyler what was your first thoughts of walking into the atrium well they had i mean it's it's kind of a brutalist architecture that they've got there which is great all concrete um you know it's very much a it's a little bit of a bunker feel Mm -hmm. um, but it's elegant at the same time so you got it going around and i thought the transport experience was awesome. One thing I, I really noticed, you, you, there's, if, I, if I recall, there were seats everywhere, and a lot of people just kind of stood mm-hmm. as well. 
but the perspective that they put the uh, the windows at where you can see yourself leaving the planet and heading into space and then approaching was at an eye level where you would, if you're a child and if you were at, if you were at the height of a kid and you looked up, you had a perfect line, line of sight versus adults were all kind of bending over and looking up there. <laughs> the way it That's was me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fine for my Perfect five for <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was an interesting uh, way they did that. If anybody's having the perfect experience, it's it's someone that is a child, you know, from their vantage point. So but yeah, when we got off that and we get into the the you basically get into the main atrium of the ship and you know, in all of its its glory, you come around the corner and then uh, everything's there. And it was bustling because we were, you know, maybe an hour or so in when they'd opened up. It was bustling with a lot of people and you know, they had the big model of the ship in the center. People are looking at that, snapping photos everywhere. And like, you could just see it was very excitable. You know, everybody yeah. was, there's a lot of energy running around in there. Yes, yes, yeah. So it was so great. Yeah. And so Alexis, then we were, we were escorted to our room. Wasn't that right? Yes. We, yeah. we, had a, we had a crew member that was, that took us directly to the room. So, so when that happened, what was your, what were your thoughts about our, our cabin? Um, you know, I had done a lot of research and looked at photos and some videos ahead of time, and it was exactly what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And we all, as the Halcyon Five, spent the night together in a, a room somewhat similar size uh, the night before. So we were prepared for the five of us. You know, there was there was some notion I had heard some people saying like you probably can't do five people in the room; it would be too tight. I think it worked out just fine mm-hmm. for us. So yeah, it was just interesting going in, getting our bearings, the window, the window that looks out into uh, the galaxy, you know, right away would just mesmerize. Everything yeah. was kind of moving and there was a lot going on with that. Yeah. Um, just taking it all in. And, was- and that was, I, I remember you know, the, the, um, the staff people are waiting by the elevator. So as you get off your transport and get onto the starship, um, they're there to help you. And that was the start when I realized, you know, they all had these headpieces in their ears and they just knew who everybody was. They knew your story. It was just so seamless and it really helped the immersion just kicked off right away. Right away. Yeah. I was just so impressed with, you know how we got to the room they showed us the room they asked if we asked if we have any questions and our luggage my luggage was there first i don't know how that happened and then our, our all of our luggage eventually came and oh well we have to go back so the halcyon 2 so the halcyon 2 you said that you got to the room and they kind of gave you a little bit of update of you know what to do what's going on and but what were your first thoughts when you got to the cabin beck any idea when i first got to the cabin yeah it was so cool like I didn't expect it to have as much room as it did. Yeah, yeah. And Brittany? It really reminded me truly of a a cruise ship. So if people are trying to prepare themselves for how much space you have, kind of the layout, the functionality, it is very much like a typical, I would say moderately sized cruise ship room. So it was, it was so cool to walk in though. I mean, and in terms of our arrival, we had the same experience. We were so pleased they delayed their trip into hyperspace so that our transport pod could get us caught up with everyone. And so, you know, we got to ride the transport pod, kind of just the two of us, which was cool. Wow, that is cool. And there was a, a member of the team there waiting for us and they escorted us. The, the atrium was quite 
busy with activity when we got there, which mm-hmm. I think feeling like we were behind and like we may have missed out on some things, it was a bit overwhelming to step into that going, okay, now where are we? Let's get our yeah. bearings and, and figure out where we are. And having that cast member there to escort us through the lobby, up to the stairs, right to our room and, you know, offer their assistance. Um, And it sounds like everybody had that experience because Mm -hmm. it's, it is an adjustment and it is an overwhelming thing to step into as a, as an experience for a guest in any circumstance. So if anybody is kind of wondering what this is going to be like to try something new and totally different than any other Disney experience. They're there every step of the way and Mm -hmm. with every turn ready to assist you. Yeah. Especially, you know, kind of at the beginning, because I mean, this is a brand new experience. So we, I think ours was the 10th cruise. Oh, and we were, yeah, we were, we were the first cruise to actually have our own uh, data pads, otherwise known as iPhones or other sort of uh, portable devices. Um, up until then, the housing was providing their uh, their guests with their own version. So we got to use our own data pads. And a lot of people, well, like Tyler, had created a wonderful enclosure for his data pad, which was amazing, which people yes. love too. So yeah, so, so that kind of gives us into the immersive experience and our costumes and our characters. And We'll just talk a little bit about that. Did you feel that you were well prepared for jumping into this new experience, Tyler? Since you, yeah, you were yeah. you were creating so many wonderful. Yeah, you had your little your bottle of coaxium. What, what was yeah. that? <laughs> it's right. That's right. Yeah, when we uh, we went down on the on day two when we went down to Black Spire Outpost uh, on Batu, I had a yeah, I had a bottle of uh, glowing coaxium on my hip. <laughs> Yeah, which got a lot of attention. It was, it was, it was, it was probably one of the least costly things that I had to come up with on my costume, and it got mm. probably one of the most attention. Yeah, Especially if you're going through the rides because it's glowing and it's it's, it's you know, <laughs> dark spots and what people notice that? it. You know, yeah, yeah, that, that was cool. that was cool. I think so. I think yeah, we um, you can come up with a, even a basic backstory just mm-hmm. to, to give you and to your you know the point all the all the cast members whether they are staff cast members or uh, you know a captain or something plays a higher role in the experience all of them like had at least some working knowledge of what you were bringing up and would remember that and you know, i think that was really important for that experience to stay in the uh, in the world for that two days yeah yeah well we had heard that it was important to to really talk to the the crew members and the staff members the higher-ups and well everyone i think we had lunch and then we had the muster station and then we really started talking to people so i know what my experience was like and i'll share that a little bit what about you alexa yeah i'm trying to remember there was so much so much that went on i think i started exploring the ship and just trying to i wanted to find some of those like the secret room and the engineering room and of course yeah, you we... can't get in without your passcode so how do you go about doing that so it was really just unfortunately i skipped the uh the tour the ship tour um just with the timing when we got in and everything that was going on so i kind of had to figure that out myself which was not issue especially you know there are were lots of teenagers going uh were 
were around to to help out with some of the you know you have to do some of the uh i'm thinking about the atm looking machines that are in there and you have oh, to right in order yeah. to get some passcodes you have to play some games and i am not a gamer per se so <laughs> um so i did get some help on that but yeah i do remember getting into like the engineering room and just feeling that like success of having done that Um, and then wandering around and finding the magic sparkling water fountain oh my gosh that (laughs) was was so great that was a nice touch so they had uh let's see so it was sparkling water um it was um mineral it was cold water and then then they what did they call it everything had its own wonderful name but uh, basically it was like pellegrino on tap that was great I and let me just so say much. botoxia approves <laughs> <laughs> yes so botoxia so how, what was your character experience like there you know like once you first started I'm I'm not as well versed in the in the Star Wars universe as yeah, Alexa either. and Tyler. Right, and yeah. so to create a character with a backstory and that was derived from the books or from the movies was a little bit more challenging for me mm-hmm. because if somebody had really guessed based on my name that I knew what I was doing and then started interacting with me, it would have gone very south very quickly. And so It was interesting because of our situation, I felt like I was more of an observer of everyone Mm -hmm. else's experience, Mm -hmm. but it was awesome because I got to see how they interacted with the people who really had a solid backstory that was Mm -hmm. based in the universe versus those of us that didn't. And it was kind of like a flag to them to say, we're here for the fun, but we don't have the backstory. And the cast members knew, or the crew members, I should say, they kind of took a cue from what our backstory was, our level of knowledge Mm -hmm. and then interacted with us as such and so kudos to them but yeah my backstory I mean I was just there to have fun and be fabulous and try to make the best of clothing that I already had on on hand that Mm -hmm. I could modify Mm -hmm. and um, make work for the experience with some fun hair and fabulous accessories so well everyone looked great everyone looked great and there were yeah we'll talk a little bit about that later but you were mentioning that other people that may not be as familiar with the Star Wars characters and all of that you know i just read that there but that mango fabrizia was recently on a cruise i'm like going i think that must be some sort of friend of yeah of botoxia so i'm like going fabrizian that i thought that was very she's funny. more she's more along the natural lines yeah, of, probably uh, anti-aging yes. whereas you know i was searching for that rare mineral that is injected to keep the youthful appearance exactly That's, Exactly. In, in dwindling supply. Yes. <laughs> Hence the need for the cruise because exactly. yes, that was the one cruise of your was it adventures. was my side mission. Yes, yes. Well, I think my experience and I just gotta say, Alexa, I say when I'm when I'm retelling this story that that you were so good. I mean, once the mustard drill was done, which was fun, you know, as far as mustard drills go, and uh and we started our cruise. We went to is it isn't light speed, but what is it when we hyper what what is speed. It was light speed. Oh, good. Yeah. So I was right. So we all went to light speed and, uh, and then we were on our mission. So I remember distinctly that Lex and I went up to, we started with the captain. Yes, we and did. Start we started somewhere. with captain Kivan. And so <laughs> this was the first, this was kind of the first test. I don't think, um, I think she asked who I was. And I, I said that, uh, that I was Milan Organa and she, 
gave me that sort of little look, Organa, and I said, yes, that I'm cousins with the general, you know, uh, Princess Leia Organa, mm -hmm. and kind of gave her a little backstory that we're really here to, uh, uh, to help the resistance. And then, so I remember her saying, well, actually, it was Alexi who said, what, we, what can we do uh, to, to assist? And she said, it's important to find out why Lieutenant Croy is here. And Lieutenant Croy was from the First Order. So he was already there and checking things out because uh, apparently wherever uh, the Halcyon goes, there seems to be more uh, resistance activity. So he was there to check that out. So Captain Kivon uh, asked us to find out why uh, Lieutenant Croy was here. So we took a little meander around and, and uh, Lieutenant Croy was busy talking to other people. Now this was fun. Okay. So I made eye contact with Lieutenant Croy and kind of gave him this, oh, it's you sort of look. <laughs> that was my introduction. I'm like going, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was our turn to talk to him. And the, I think because I had had that eye contact with him, he said, we were told you'd be here <laughs> which i'm like going oh and here we go so again alexa what can we do you know what can we do to assist you and and so he was telling us about you know well why is this what is this resistance activity and what can we do and all this okay so we quietly surreptitiously sort of went back to the captain and go, okay we did that so uh <laughs> So what's next? So the captain said, and I'm going into way too much detail here, but it just was kind of the highlight of my cruise. Certainly something I remember. The captain said, well, if you have time in your schedule, could you meet me in uh, the climate simulator? Well, when the captain asks you to go to the climate simulator, well, what are you going to do? We did say, well, we do have lightsaber training at 530, <laughs> which is funny. But uh, uh, the captain said that would be fine. So we went to the climate simulator and I was kind of expecting, you know, this was going to be like a meet and greet and there was, you know, be, you know, a larger group there because she's just telling everyone to go there, you know. And so we get there, we start looking around in the climate simulator and she comes in and she just and she talks directly to us. What was that like for you, Alexa? Did it, it feel was, kind of special? Yeah. I'm like I was expecting there to be a group of 20 or so people yeah, waiting for her there. That mm -hmm. was the case with a lot of these type of missions, whether all 20 of those people were actually asked to be somewhere or they just saw that something was happening. Mm -hmm. There was usually small pockets, groups of people. And for us, it was just, just us. Yes. Um, and yes. it's one of the best things about that too. I mean, we had this long interaction with her and talked about what was going on and what she needed us to find out. Mm -hmm. uh, don't want to give away too much information for those people who are going to go experience it themselves. Mm -hmm. But it was funny because uh, it was pretty obvious Lieutenant Croy had sent a child to spy on her. Um, so, oh, wow. <laughs> so we kept making our way around the uh, around the climate room, uh, trying to escape the prying eyes of this. Um, there were a lot of First Order uh, children on our- I know, our, which our was church. a little disturbing. They were, they but, were recruiting young. <laughs> yes. The other thing, when we were in the climate simulator so we are having this interaction with the captain and two stormtroopers come in 
And she says, no, no, it's fine. I, I'm just, you know, giving our guests here a tour of one of my favorite places. You can go on your way. So the stage man, you know, kind of the actor part of me kind of goes, the stage management part of that was just amazing because, you know, we do have our little M bands on, so they know where we are, but that we had, it was just two of us having an experience and interaction that took, I mean, it was 10 minutes or so or more um, with basically three members of the, you know, the two first order and then the captain. That was just very impressive. Yeah. I but think I, I, I joined you for that, didn't I? I remember, I, being, I think, I, think I, I thought I'd met up with you. I guys. think we did. I think really? we did. the. That was the photo shoot the next day. I think. I don't know. It's all a big. It is all a big. It blur. is a blur. It is a blur. But going back to when we were kind of walking around and talking to people, I noticed, and I don't know if anyone else did, that there were a lot of crew members were just watching us. We're watching all of the interactivity and all of that. Did you see that? It was kind of like it, it felt a little big brothery, but I'm like going, that's ah, okay. We're experiencing this thing. So they're just doing their recon so you can have all the good experiences. So Beck, what was your kind of first interaction like? Gosh, I can't remember who I interacted with first. I want to say it might've been the captain. Oh, uh-huh. And then Lieutenant Croy, like quickly after. And I still hadn't just like figured out who was who. And I hadn't decided which side I was on yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up playing both after that interaction. <laughs> no, that's fun. I think a lot of people do that. You know, they kind of, because they want to get as much experience, you know, and, you know, and life is full of tough choices, isn't it? Uh, but that's a whole nother Disney story. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, what was, what was next? Oh, no, we had lightsaber training. Yes. That's yes. what we had. We had lightsaber training. So I'm going to talk to the two big Star Wars fans here. So first, uh, Alexa, what was your lightsaber experience like? Um, it was my favorite part of the entire trip. Okay. And I was not expecting that. Um, I, yeah, I went in there just thinking, oh, it's just going to be a half an hour of just from what I had seen from video, just kind of swinging the lightsaber around a little. And it was much more athletic than just a little bit of that. Um, and they got, in, in addition to like working the lightsaber, they also had some, um, some other equipment. I don't want to give it away uh, that you also have an opportunity to to try out and the sages, I will say mm -hmm. <laughs> the, sages, the sages were definitely one of the best parts of the entire experience. And I wish one of the things I look back on and what would I do differently? I, you know, for me being a diehard star Wars fan, since I was a kid, um, you know, it's all about like Luke Skywalker, Leia, um, the lightsaber, the force, all of that. So I really wish I had spent, more time i did second day and in the evening of the second evening i got my that experience um but the sages the sages um are basically because the jedi have faded out of existence right and we have ray who's trying to revive the jedi they have sages who are basically like the biggest stands of uh jedi so they know all the lore um, they have uh, some, seems like some force sensitivity going on. They're the ones that are trained in the, the lightsaber arts. Um, and it was just a group of people who were 
full in um, and mm-hmm. really just brought the essence of like the light side and the force and all of that good Yodaism uh, mm-hmm. to the experience. So I had I had a blast. It was it was one of my favorite experiences. Okay, and Tyler. I mean, uh, as, I, I, as someone who owns a number of lightsabers yeah. and purchased, <laughs> that was the first thing you did, didn't you? You you purchased the two for the cabin. Wasn't that uh, the first I think, thing you did? I, I think, I, well, I got the one, and when no one else was getting one, I got the second one, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, no, I'm that trying. was okay. We were fine with that. We were fine with yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> so what was your lightsaber experience? Like? I, I, well, everything Alexis said is true. Um, you know, without, as she said, without giving it away, they do a great job of involving everybody for that whole time you know it's not um can you get in there there's there's only four training modules at a time so you're thinking oh, okay wait your turn for your fourth it's not wow. it's very interactive it was it was it was excellent the way they they set that up um very creative on their part and then yeah the backstory with the the uh, is it assage i forget it or sages uh, yeah, mat- yeah the nomadic people who have gotten you know as they explain on their without this isn't giving you anything or really anything they're um pneumatic people who have found a home on the halcyon thanks to the captain so they have a place to live and and prosper and and you know continue their in their traditions and, and ways and everything so um yeah they they did a fantastic job of getting with everybody to explain who they were and you know what they believed in and and uh, yeah, it was, that was a lot of fun. It was very cool to do that. Yeah, it was. Okay. Let's see, Brittany and Beck, you had your training the next day, but what was your training like, Beck? It was really fun. There weren't very many of us in there. So we actually cycled through it a few oh, times. Wow. When you'd watch the video, was it more fun than you thought it was going to be or? I don't think I, I actually watched the video. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. the non-spoiler people. I get it. No, that was good. Yeah, well, Brittany, was, what about you? It was a total surprise what it would be. And there were all ages in our group and all ability levels. And in some of the situations we worked as a team and, mm-hmm. or actually a team of three. And so right. like Tyler said, it was very interactive. You weren't really stuck waiting very long. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like that is something that I would love to go back and do again. Mm-hmm. They need to turn that into like a version of virtual fitness that oh, we exactly. can, you know, have oh our gosh. on Disney Plus, where all of those people who have their <laughs> tools and equipment and their lightsabers uh, can be at home working and and doing their lightsaber training for a good workout. <laughs> it is a good workout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my experience was again. Okay, you know, there we we were kind of in a smaller group too, so we had lots of rotations, which was really cool. But when I got up to the front, it was my turn to you know, to wield the lightsaber. Because you have to, you turn them on and you turn them off and all this, because it does the whole whoosh thing and all that with the light. And so it's so cool. So I had to ask my Saja, um, excuse me, how do you turn this on? So <laughs> I'm like, like, I know, yes, I'm definitely the novice. So anyway, so. Uh, I was going to say, it's easy to see how the Sajas keep their, um, their mind and body in shape and yes. one with the force. And um, they were very Zen and they're, there was a, a female and two males that I encountered on the ship. I don't know if there were any other, but I believe that's how many were there. And like, 
I'm sure Alex and I, like every time we encountered one, you just kind of turn into a tub of goo because you're just like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's very attractive. No matter the tribe was from a very attractive planet. Very yes, attractive. and their eyes were the color of the lightsabers. Oh I mean, it was gosh. just, it yes. they were mesmerizing people. Yes. They used yes. their force on yes. us, their, their Jedi mind tricks for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. And I had, actually, I had lots of fun. Um, like kind of taking pictures and recording Alexa and Tyler because they were, I mean, they were in their element. So that was great. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's see. So, um, well, uh, we're kind of jumping around a little bit. We're kind of in the immersive experiences that kind of everyone has. So we'll, we'll go to the bridge training next. Now this was, this was a time that now the Halcyon five became the Halcyon four um, because it was, uh, it was time for one of our members to take uh, a well-deserved nap. So they're ready to get uh, get into day two a little bit more. So, um, um, well, anyway, so you know it's Bex, but anyway, sorry. So, Beck, you were taking your well-deserved nap, and the, then the house, so you were the house in one, the house in four, went to bridge training. And so, okay, so the pew-pew people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Brittany, how was your pew-pew-pew experience? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so first let me preface it by saying when Beck and I got on the ship and finally, like, acclimated ourselves and tried to get understand what we were doing with our data pads and we jumped in without any idea what we were doing but basically a group had gotten into the engineering room so we just kind of snuck in behind them <laughs> and without actually having access <laughs> and okay. the beauty of the star cruiser and most things on Batu and the black spire outpost are there's lots and lots and lots of buttons to push <laughs> And I'm not a fidget spinner person or like a, you know, those, the, the toys that they give for people with ADHD. I usually don't do that, but there was something about the copious amounts of blinking buttons to push and not knowing what they did. And so Beck and I ran through the engineering room, like turning everything on and off and pew, pew, pewing and <laughs> after the fact, after the fact, we found out there were actually things to do in there that had logic but we didn't even discover that. We were just running around like five-year-olds in an elevator with 90 floors and just pushing every button and being so obnoxious. I honestly thought we were trying to figure out the logic to it, but that's how lost I was. <laughs> yeah, I think this was kind of interesting. I mean, there were... There were staff members there, but they they're not going to do it for you. You know, if you kind you have to kind of find the ways to uh, do this on your own, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting. In other areas, there were people that would help you. When we were on Batu, there were some people I'm like going, uh, you know, you we look I look very pathetic with my with my uh, data pad. And she she just kind of went, well, this is what you do. And I said, thank you. But anyway, so but back. Oh, back to bridge training. So we are so we have more than enough opportunities for to get your pew pew pews out so so yes. <laughs> yeah so uh, so let's see tyler no we had uh just tyler and i and you tyler and yes right, right. So, right. I don't know, i feel and i'm so sorry Brittany, because i'm like going my uh, yeah <laughs> I'm like, going, she was do, do, she was doing yeah she was doing it let me do it for you which i'm like going thank you <laughs> well no if i had to do it over I would figure out the pew, pew, pew rotation in the training so yes. that at the end we could do the blasters yes. because that's like the mm -hmm. ultimate pew, pew, pew experience. Yes, and, I agree. and we should say that, I, I, I don't know that I can do it with the audio on here, but like our pew, pew, pew was more like high pitched and squeaky and squealy. Yes. Like, right. and 
I had no self-control. Excitable. I mean, you're excitable. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. And go ahead. You, you know, can give us, you can demonstrate. <laughs> yes. That was very good. And I did that quite a bit in the bridge training and in Batu and in the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, I, I found, I tapped into my inner child. <laughs> yes. But what, what made it interesting too, we had, you know, when you go in there and they, they, you, you pair off, as you kind of said, it, like Lex and I were paired off and, and we're doing that, but there's a number of um, people there's that are in there for that. And I remember when they first started, you're at different stations, and the uh, the two pairs of folks that, that knew each other at the Shields had just come from the bar. Clearly, <laughs> oh and, wow, yeah. Oh, if this is real, we're done because they had no idea what they were doing, and, and it was it was it was entertaining to watch what they you know, they tried. To get through this as well as as the poor cast member is is taking us through the training and and just get kind of going okay yeah, yeah okay good just go ahead and move. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. Well, Alexa, what was your training like? Bridge training like? Well, you okay. had a great partner. I had a great I, partner yeah. too. I was kind of like you know I was the lame yeah partner there. So. No, <laughs> yeah, Tyler, Tyler and I we hit our groove right away. You did. Um, yes. There were there were those things where you would be paired, and one person would be like controlling how the object was moving in outer space and the other person was grabbing onto it with mm -hmm. another you know ship or something and yeah we quickly figured that out and yeah we were having a great time and i will say so the rotation i think if i remember correctly what you want to do is you want to pick one of the worst stations Things first yes. start you're going to yes. rotate through everything one time and so the big stuff happens at the end so we tyler and i actually because there was a empty station we switched from where we were at back to <laughs> back to something else that we really wanted to do um or rather i did i made tyler <laughs> <laughs> oh no we went back i think we went back to the pew 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 station yeah yeah, yeah we had so a lot of fun. you guys would have been stuck doing i think it was engineering which kind of yeah. faces the, the sidewall and yeah. at the yeah. big finale and like so brett and i were sort of facing an angle yes. off of the main thing so yeah. we didn't see a lot of the action mm -hmm. because on the engineering you spend so much of your time rebuilding the ship and looking right. down at your at yes. your control that you don't yeah. actually see what the actual like live action star wars stuff happening yeah. right out in front yeah. of you which i mean that's like being it, yeah. it puts the the millennium falcon smugglers run to shame because yeah. <laughs> you're experiencing that like right out in front of your window mm -hmm. that's a good tip so for anybody yeah. who's going when you first go in there try and start at the stations that are to the far right or the far left yep because if you start there you definitely won't end there and you'll be mm -hmm. one of those that's a little more centrally located yeah mm -hmm. yep. the other thing that i found very interesting because there were bridge training s sessions throughout the you know both days and and apparently the storyline changes as the days progress so everyone's a big sort of moment at the end is a little bit different i think there's probably hype or light speed each time but oh speaking of light speed um, what's so interesting is that whatever is happening you know uh, on the bridge is happening all over throughout the entire ship so if you're it sometimes when you're in your room you'll jump to light speed and it's like probably someone's in training or something but you know the way that is so 
immersive knowing that this is happening throughout the entire ship as you know because you're traveling through space but mm -hmm. yeah that was that was great i was just well Brittany, i'm just very happy that you were my partner for that part because i'm like going alexa and tyler were scoring so big and i was yeah i'm, like, yeah, we I'm not a gamer <laughs> i'm not a gamer so you know anyway well so, we can was... we'll make our little request here because we know they listen to us yeah um for them to have you know the bridge training as another interactive thing that if you've attended if you've been a guest on the halcyon that you should be able to unlock access to these types of things on your disney plus account so that you can Ooh. take some of the experience home and we can continue to do our lightsaber training exercises i like and that. our and our pew 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 training yes and yes. even do some karaoke sing-alongs to some of the the lounge <laughs> some music of, yeah to gaia's oh my yes. gosh we're almost there so let's see so um so after we had kind of our first experiences, Alex and I were together and then, oh, I went back to the room to change because it was going to be time for dinner and there was there was a fashion show. And by that time, we were all there, right? We were all kind of, I think that's the first time we all kind of met up in uh, in our cabin. So, so it's time for, well, before dinner, this was kind of a dressy night, or at least that's what we kind of did. We, we kind of did it as a dressy night. So we went to the... Um, it, what was it called? Chandula Regalia? Yes. Yeah. But wasn't that after the, uh, we had, where we all gathered and we were shouting out and we got sectioned off into. That was the, that was that earlier was on. Fashion. That was the, that was the, the uh, that was the muster. The muster. Okay. That was earlier yeah. on. Oh, and I wanted to go back just a, a moment for lightsaber training because we, we became very familiar with, let's see, just a moment. Mm together so it's to, okay the the call and response is together as one together as one oh, remember that yes. yes okay okay so yeah so what our takeaway from that experience with the lightsaber training is that we are all there to work together and as so it's, yes so oh yeah oh sorry <laughs> so we were all there to work together as, as one. one so okay that was fun <laughs> We'll put that together. <laughs> so we did the regalia. So, you know, we all had our <laughs> Project Runway moments. So I think I was the third in line. So um, so Alexa and Brittany had their moment on the runway. And so they asked who I was. And I said, Milan Organa. And uh, she was staying on task. So she said, and what was your inspiration for your look? And I said, my time on Canto White. So, and then I had my moment of walking down, which I have, we haven't gotten those pictures yet. I, I saw someone getting their pictures. So I guess, so we'll be getting those at some point, but it was a full on yeah. runway moment. And then Tyler, you were there too. So you yes. walked the runway. Was that fun? It was, it was. And I think the only thing I might've done is I was, uh, Brittany came in and got me. I was uh, saving a table in the bar and she's like, oh, no, 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 go, 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 you want to do this. And I should have taken a moment to remember who I was. <laughs> because you are, it's, you're, it's quick. You're just like, you know, yeah. I thought I was going to walk up there and there'd be a line. No, the right. line was done. And it was basically walk right up and talk to Mike. And yeah. so I, I stuttered a little bit on it, like, as to, uh, you know, what's your name? And it's like, oh, Jason, uh, yeah, Lieutenant, uh, you know, it's like, you, you kind of think of it so quickly. So, but yeah, they asked where you're from and it's where we you know, wear your outfit. And I, and I, I was from Kuat, their shipyard. So I said, you know, this is common dress for uh, 
someone on quat you know wow that's good that was you know hey those are skills to say that especially you know in the star wars universe so so after that it was time for dinner and beck joined us and so so that was oh this was this was our dinner with gaia now gaia is an intergalactic superstar i think we would kind of we would think that she's kind of like a lady gaga she's like that big and and i think the funniest part for that was when she introduced herself because she is i mean she is a super star and so she introduced herself gaia she says normally i don't share the spotlight with food (laughs) which i just died i just thought that was so funny so what was your experience like alexa what was your dining experience like the first night with Gaia. Uh, she was so much fun. I just kind of lost myself in her, uh, you know, she moved around the whole dining room a lot and people were up and dancing and um, it was a lot of fun. It was like being at a really fun wedding where people were in costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was, as I recall, it was really good that night and it was you know, lunch had been great and got introduced to some of the the foreign looking food, although it was all familiar taste profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but dinner was taking it up a notch. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. And and back, you were able to order um, special special dietary things. So were you, were you still happy with that? Did it still seem a little exotic to you or? Oh yeah. The food was amazing. It's nice how accommodating they are for allergies, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to join about that? I mean, Uh, the food, it didn't feel like because I was eating like with a dietary restriction, it didn't feel like I was missing any like major aspects of the meal. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah, everything looked, that was something that I noticed is that the creativity, like A, I was so excited that we were dressed appropriately for our first meeting with Gaia, yes. because <laughs> even if she had to share her performance with food, um, the food was spectacularly presented. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of pageantry in how the wait staff moved about the dining room Um in a way that really throws you back to a very fine dining experience Mm -hmm. and the uniqueness of the cuisine and the way it was presented and the creativity and the plating and in the colors and foods that are like Alexa said, familiar, but presented in a very unfamiliar way. So it's really an adventure to eat and, you know, try to figure out what you're eating and Beck's plates were coming out with just as much flair as what we were enjoying on the the regular menu. And in some of your stuff actually ended up being things that we ordered the next night because it was so good (laughs) that we wanted to, we felt like, oh, we want to try this. (laughs) Just as much flair and just as much food, more than enough to share. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and Alexa and I had already kind of pre-gamed in the lounge with our really floofy, amazing drinks. So we were feeling it and like she said, dancing along and and really enjoying the atmosphere and Gaia's performance and it was a blast. It was a blast. Was it the best bin cloud that you both had? Yes. Yeah, like going, yeah. So, that was and, so good. And, and so Tyler, what was your experience like? I, you know, we were fortunate and I, and I was curious, like from a, from a tip to others, you know, perspective, we had a great seat. Um, you know, and people probably read that there's the captain's table and we were 
a table next to the captain's table. We were captain's table adjacent, which is still pretty good. So, yeah. But, you know, I I don't know, unless you saw, I don't know how or why we wound up at that particular table, but we had the same table every time Mm -hmm. we went in there for dinner both nights. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so it was kind of, which is very cruise shipping, right? You're going to get a assigned to that table now i don't know it might have helped that we had five and those tables were meant to seat five that might have been in yeah. our favor yeah. um but I, yeah because i i think that it, we had a much we had a great experience partially because we were on the floor centered as opposed to in one of the seats that uh are along the edge mm-hmm. not that there's, there's not a bad seat in the house from a view perspective um but you know where we're, when guy is moving around the room and, and doing that she's right up next to your table right and yeah. so you know, so I don't know if there's a way to request that. I know you can try and get the captain's table for one night, but mm-hmm. outside of that, if you can just get a table on the main floor alone, you're in good shape. Yeah, our table was spectacular. Yeah. That was so well. Cool. And if if you're more of an observer and not somebody who wants to be in the action participating, then the the booths that were around the outside of the room would be perfect because mm-hmm. you can come in. You and they did have some activity up on that second level. And they were elevated so they could see everything, but might not be as the center of attention. And so right. people that might want that more observance experience could go up there. And it didn't bother me that we weren't at the captain's table because um, I kind of got us seats at that for one of the breakfasts. So, <laughs> yes. so uh-huh. if you're listening, like, don't fret or stress yourself out about whether or not you're at the captain's table, because for lunches and breakfasts, you can go and hold court at whatever yes. table you want and be <laughs> fabulous. Yes. And, and I will say like the captain, while, while she does dine there, um, does move around and talk to every, uh, other people in other areas. So mm-hmm. not yeah. out of anything if, if you're if you're not. I wondered too if when we walked in if if that was our table before, you know, before we even got on the ship like that was pre-planned, or if they looked in and looked at you because we came dressed to the nines all the time. And I wondered if that <laughs> might if, if that might have influenced where they were putting people too. Wow. I think um, not from a you doing better, but I think right. you're showing that you want to be fully into this right. versus the as Brittany said an observer if you're if you're coming in earthly clothes they may have said you know this person maybe and and to your point about the earpieces by the time you've been there four to six hours already right. mm-hmm. your seating and we did the we should mention too we did the second dinner seating right mm-hmm. uh, so which i think there's an advantage to doing that first less children <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's, and, and well, you're not in quite a rush. I will say it's probably advantageous if you could do the second one, especially if you're doing costumes or or you plan on changing. You will have time to actually change, especially on the second day. That's true. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, I would recommend that for folks that are um, looking to do, especially if you have an elaborate costume that needs time. Pick mm-hmm. this up. I, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. But we've talked about superstar Gaia. Who I, I mean, jaw dropping. I'm like, going, there needs to be. I understand that there's a Spotify list, but I haven't, you know, heard that. But but not only is it Gaia, it's her manager, Raitha Cove, mm-hmm. Cove. Um, and then also her backup musician is uh, is Omani, and Omani is uh, Owani was a Rodian. She's from species, yes, and so she and yes, yeah, she spoke a, you know, a strange language that. But the interesting thing was all of the cast members could understand her, and did that very cool trick they do throughout the Star Wars films, of everybody speaks English, 
has a conversation in English on the other side of it, and you can you can get everything out of what is going on between you and them and everything else without having you know any understanding of that language. It's very it's a good trick that they do, and it's uh, uh it's very makes that interaction very uh, meaningful, including with kids. We saw kids coming up to them and and talking to her, and and she would respond in her language, and someone would translate for her or something like that. It was really interesting. And then there was also Sandro Almander, who I would consider the aspiring musician, but Sandro, again, you know, he was very talented. He did acoustic sets, so it was very cool. So all these characters, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So another good looking, you know, (laughs) person too. No, he was just, he, I had a lot of interaction with him outside of that. Um, And the, the cast member who was playing him, he just really just, warm personality very talented um and he spent a lot of time too i think kids gravitate yeah i think so too and he did a really good job with them yeah so i have to say though with gaia and omani i when i first got on the star cruiser and we were in one of those group settings and i think maybe the time that i was around everybody for the first time was on the regalia i didn't know if those were cast members or or guests, because <laughs> some of the guests were so fabulous in their mm-hmm. costuming and their commitment to detail and their commitment to character that I kind of was like nudging you guys going, okay, like, is that, are they part of the the crew here? Or mm-hmm. like, how do I interact with them? <laughs> so I think one of the awesome things about the regalia and definitely attend it, even if you're not wanting to participate in the runway walk, it's a great opportunity to see who is a guest, who is a cast member, because the people with these fabulous costumes, they're going to walk and show them off. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know, like, don't strangely go up to somebody's dad and start interacting with them (laughs) in a way that you're expecting. I mean, or maybe, and and I guess you could, because it's a very um, tight knit group of guests by the end of it, even though it's just a few days, Mm -hmm. um, because it is such a small group and we're all working you know, on various missions, you're running into a lot of people and, and everybody was very kind to interact with. But for me, it was easy to then sort people after having seen, okay, that's definitely a guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So after dinner, we go back to the atrium um, because, well, one of our favorite characters, the ship mechanic, Sam or Sammy, who we really think is a good guy, suddenly, um, th- again, spoiler alert, if you don't want to listen to this, but he has he has to lock up the ship droid. And it's a favorite of the cruise director, Lenka Mom, is the droid SK620 and Everyone was going, no, Sammy, no, no. So, I mean, there was some serious drama at the end of the night. So, you know, what was your, what did y'all think about that, Alexa? Yeah, so I was a good time. You know, by that, uh, by later in the evening, felt a little more um, integrated into the storyline and was following what was going on. Um, I knew there would be some dramatic moment and it did not let down. Um, uh, it was fun to see everybody kind of shouting and getting into it. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. And back what, okay. After, after your dinner and getting back up to the atrium, sort of that experience, what was that like for you? It was all unexpected. I didn't even realize there would be like singing during dinner, let alone a whole like show afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool. It really like brings you into the story. 
Yeah. And I, I was like going, isn't it time for bed? But no, 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 it's not time for bed. So let's see. So Brittany, so your experience after dinner, the storyline um, continues. Yes. Oh. The saga continues. It's like, mm -hmm. but wait, there's more and more and more. <laughs> and regardless of where you are, there's things happening all around you. Mm -hmm. um, so again, like I, I keep hearkening back to due to our circumstances, I felt like a bit more of an observer than a participant, mm -hmm. even though I was in the middle of a lot of the things I hadn't really kept up with my data pad for the experiences. And, you know, it was a bit overwhelming trying to figure sure. out what was going on mm -hmm. and catching up on the storyline. So I kind of like, and I'm not a sports fan, but I'll go to a ball game. And if the people around me are screaming and cheering and hooting and hollering, <laughs> I'll do it too. And if the people around me are booing, I'm going to jump in. So if you simply give yourself over to the energy of the room and what's happening, you can have a great time while mm -hmm. being completely oblivious to what's actually <laughs> happening. Yep. So, you know, if you feel like you've missed part of the story or maybe you were in one place and the story was happening somewhere else and you kind of catch up, you still have a really good time being immersed in that world and participating in it. So I didn't realize the importance of that droid and the droid had not only been a favorite of the crew of the Halcyon, I feel like it was a, a favorite of the guests. Sure. Like they had mm -hmm. gotten to know the droid and mm -hmm. had invested something in the droid at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, as exhausted as I was, you just yeah. like get a lot of sleep. Like we did Disney before we went, we did an excursion to the magic kingdom mm -hmm. and the other parks before we got on the star cruiser. And I mm -hmm. will say, perhaps get down there and really rest and enjoy <laughs> a restful day yep. and then board because the action is nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tyler, so, you, okay. So after dinner, yeah. Oh, well, I know what you did. You know, you experienced, you know, all of the drama that was going on. But then there was a certain card game that you played for yes. all hours. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, they had um, there's several opportunities in your during your voyage where you can go to Sabak training. And if you've if you do anything before you go to learn, they have a slightly different version um, than what uh, they they play like. What, what Han Solo and uh, Lando Calrissian play in the Solo movie, it's slightly different, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun and they will teach you. It's very easy to pick up. They also have the hollow, the holodeck set up in the bar to right, play. The Sublight Lounge, yes. The Sublight Lounge, yeah, has the uh, holodeck Sabacc game in it. And it was, they only have one, so only four people at a time can use it, but um, you'll always get an opportunity to go in there and do it. You know, there's there, there was people with with a couple exceptions. I'd say there was people were doing it for a while and then would get up, you know, and let somebody else try it and, and sit down and do that. But that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. They have Sabak tournaments uh, a few times uh, that are a lot of fun, and you know, and it's it's pretty level playing field because everybody's by and large hasn't played this before, so you don't have your your ringers coming in. Um, <laughs> In the version they play, there there's some strategy. There's also luck of the draw. So mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit of those of both. But uh, yeah, I would say um, as a as a tip, there's a lot of things that are they're they're planned. You're like like the regalia, um, things that you may not think. Ah, I don't really want to do that. If, whether you want to, it sounds like you somebody want to participate, and you're like, ah, it's a sing along. I'm not going to go. You need to go, mm -hmm. uh, just because the adventure and everything that you're in is always happening. And you're you're gonna miss out on something if if you're not kind of attending those things, even as an observer. You definitely mm -hmm. don't skip it because it doesn't sound like it's your you know your 
your speed. Mm-hmm. So. There's it's so multi-layered. There's something. There's not just one thing going all the time. There's like twenty-seven things going all right. the time. So, so you know, so the the replay value. We'll get to that a little bit later. But so I just remember. I remember um, climbing into my bunk. I got. I thank you. I got the bunk. I got the upper bunk. So it was like camping. I do remember. It was just exactly like crawling into the upper part of a camper. You know. A, uh, so I enjoyed that very much. And, uh, so, and then that's when you went to extra Sabak. Yeah. I remember that I was exhausted. I'm like going, he's going back, you know? So, <laughs> but yeah. so yeah, so we have our, so we have our sleeping situation, which we had all, uh, all determined. And so, so the first night was coming to an end and lo and behold, day two. So I, I hate to interrupt here, but the Halcyon Five were having so much fun talking about our Star Cruiser experiences. We're going to stop right here and share the rest of our Star Wars Galactic Star Cruise on May the 4th. Yes, join us on May the 4th as our intrepid Halcyon Five venture into our day two journey of our Star Wars Galactic Star Cruise. Will Brett, I mean, Milan Organa finally meet up with his cousin, General Leia Organa? And speaking of a meetup, at breakfast, will he be introduced to the delicacy known as Space Bacon or Spacon? Will Alexa get to have more quality time with her favorite Sanja? Will Batoxia find her rare space minerals to keep her forever young? Will Tyler hack his way through his missions and create havoc for the earthly guests visiting Batu? And will Beck get to enjoy yet another night of delicious alternative menu items at the Taste Around the Galaxy in the Crown of Corellia dining room? Are blue shrimp really blue? For these and so many other Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experiences, tips, tricks, and answers to the big question, was it worth it? Join us on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, so we can all be together. That's one. So now it's time to find out all those ways to reach out to us. Oh, I'm sorry. On Beyond the Mouse, you can find our podcast on NPR Illinois Community Voices, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many other podcasting places. You can reach us on social media on our Beyond the Mouse Facebook page and on our Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals group, where we have a lot of fun interacting with our Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals. We're Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. So for Beyond the Mouse, I'm Brett. I mean, Milan Organa. Join us next time on May the 4th. And may the 4th be with you in the front row.